You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. My name is Jameer Dixon, and I'm a locating Mark Fieldman for PG&E. I protect people. I protect our community. I protect our environment. And when you call A11, I come out to your house, and I mark out our gas lines and our electric lines to make sure that you don't hit them when you're digging. A11 is at the heart of safety. I want people to know what's underneath them when they're digging. I'm passionate about it because every time I go on the street, I think about my own kids. A11 is a free service. Even if you're planning a garden, no project is too small to call A11. Together, we're building a better California. to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with myself, Robbie Musto, that's Robbie One, and my mate Robbie Earl, <laughs> a.k.a. Robbie Two. More good stuff again, my friend, in the Premier League. Missed opportunities for some, important wins for others. And with that, let's start at Anfield. And this certainly falls into that second category, Rob, of an important win for Liverpool mm. Football Club and a pretty slick performance, my friend. Yeah, not sure about those numbers at the start of the show, Robbie Musto, but I'll, I'll overlook that for, for the moment and talk about a Liverpool team that are, are starting to fulfil some of the potential. I thought it was interesting. I don't want to be rude to West Bromwich Albion, but it was a contrast of two teams. One team who I love to watch and one team who were a little bit difficult to watch, who, who put the dampness on thing. And it was so highlighted with the first two goals, Rob. Sadio Mane, goal one, beautiful team move, lovely intelligence, movement, great finish. Coutinho, technical ability and class to, to get the second goal. And there were two goals of quality that you just don't see West Brom scored. One, they haven't got the type of player. Two, they don't play with the same freedom and, and movement. And that's okay. And Liverpool were in, were in that kind of, of mood where you thought, wow, this could end up four or five. They believe at the end of the day that they had something like 21 shots. You know, now on good days against the likes of Leicester and against Hull, they're going to score four and five. This team have got that capability. It isn't that that I worry about, Robin. I know Rebecca was pushing you towards the end of the, of, of the, the game in terms of all Liverpool, you know, title contenders. And there was a spell in the game. It got to around 65, 70 minutes. Pulis had made a couple of changes. West Brom had just got a little bit of a, a, a sniff at things. And the game at 2-0, Robin, I'm saying to myself as I'm watching at home, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, OK, Liverpool, show me something else now. I know you can score yeah. goals. I know you can create chances. Show me the control of the game that, that's going to mean that West Brom may have some possession, but they're not really going to hurt you. West Brom aren't going to score. 
there was a feeling in the game around that time as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, West Brom might get something here, you know, if they can nick a goal. They do a game from a set piece. And, and that's the part, Rob, that's the bit that I think still missing at this Liverpool Football Club. I, they, they can't dominate games for 90 minutes. No team really does anymore. But the, 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 good, the good teams who've won titles have known how to, when it's not our little period, how to have some of the ball but keep it, have some of the ball but take a rest, have some of the ball but take the sting out of the game but not to the, to the point where the opposition are getting encouraged and think they're going to get chances. And that's the bit that I still think is part of the learning for, for this Jurgen Klopp team. And the reason why I don't think they'll go on to win the title. It's funny because um, when you see Liverpool at their best, mm. they're flowing forward. The football is fast through the mm. lines. It's vertical. It's like Coutinho dropping in and Firmino running to his left, uh, Mane coming over. Mm. That, that Liverpool is fantastic. Stunning to watch. But that can't happen through 90 no. minutes of a game. And, mm. and you're right. I made the point today from Rebecca is that the great Liverpool teams of the past mm. are 2-0. I mean, I've been there. I've been at Anfield. We've conceded mm. goals at my Middlesbrough team. And at 2-0, I'm like, oh, how, how long left? Because mm. they'll keep the ball. They make yeah. us run. There's no way back in it. And I, and like you, I looked at the game and thought, you know what? In fact, I, I was going to make the point at half-time, didn't get a chance, that, that it's, about, it's about game management now for yeah. Liverpool. Don't give West Brom any encouragement. And I kind of like you. I thought, you know what? West Brom have got a chance here. If they yeah. get a goal, they did, and it became, it became a little bit nervous. But, I mean, some of the, just on the positive side, Rob, ah. when I look at these front three players, mm. um, and, I, and I'm going to mention it, it's probably a little bit too early, but I'm starting to think back of the team three years ago, of the front three players, Sterling, yeah. Suarez, and Sturridge. Now, mm -hmm. Mane, Firmino, and Coutinho, yeah. I'm not saying they're at that level, but I tell I you what, say, I mm -hmm. like what they do, and they're kind of giving that vibe, aren't they? Yeah, I, I know where you're going. They're not at that level yet. Got to score more goals. Got to be more consistent. Got to put it together as those three did uh, for Brendan Rodgers in the year that you know they went very close, but but not close enough. Um, okay, want to throw one in here, and you, you've kind of led me down a road I was waiting to go to later. Oh. So if, if Mane, Firmino, and Coutinho are those three, Daniel Sturridge, Robbie Musto. It's no longer a surprise. It's no longer big news when Daniel Sturridge is on the bench and Adam Lallana comes back into the team. Daniel Sturridge wasn't used at any point during the game. Now, you could say the, the manager didn't want to get him up and, and play him late in the game where he might pick a knock. He wasn't too sure. Does he really fancy him? <laughs> at what point are we where Liverpool Football Club moved beyond Daniel Sturridge and something changes? I think we're close. I think we're close. Divock Origi, Robbie Earl, mm. came into the game. Came in, as yeah. Daniel Sturridge mm. continued on the bench. Yeah. Um, and I think it's I think it's an interesting scenario. I, I remember when Firmino was was um, was picked ahead of Sturridge, and mm. a lot of the UK papers and pundits were saying Sturridge has got yeah. to play. He's yeah. the best striker at the club. He's the mm. most natural goal scorer. He's better than Firmino. I think he players. was Rob. At and that I'm thinking. Point. I, 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 well, I don't know, Rob. I think Firmino is just starting to show a little bit. Klopp obviously is ahead, more ahead than we are and anybody else is of knowing where they are. And Firmino has proved that in whichever role he is, he's got mm. to be a starter. Sane has got to be a starter. Coutinho has got to be a starter. So I think, as you said, it's not a surprise now. Now, whether Sturridge starts to get frustrated and, and knock on his door and say, you know what, I could do a leaving, I don't know. I hope not, um, because they need that strength and depth. But I think it's interesting to note that this team is mm. better without storage.
Interesting. You, you've got a tweet, Rob, haven't you, from a Liverpool fan who had, had his view on, on kind of days like today. Yeah, I just put it out there, Rob, you know, um, how realistic is a, a, a mm. serious title challenge from Liverpool? And various um, replies. I think this is the best one from Mima that says, somewhat realistic, no Europe, they seem settled, but it's a long season. Mm. Top four is a certainty, though. Now, that's such a good tweet because I agree yeah. it's a long season. Mm. Uh, top four is a certainty. I would, at this point, say it's not a certainty. I don't think it's a certainty. Do you think that they can, you can lock them yeah. in now to top four? Because yeah. I don't think you can. Uh, well, I, I would. I would say that they're... they're, they're one of my suits for, for top four now. I think that with this money... So they're, better, they're they going to be better than Spurs? So, uh, I mean, we're going to assume of Arsenal, other, Man City... Other, I, I mean, think because of Europe and other things, I think this, this team will finish in the top four. That, that, that's the question. I, I'd agree with, with, with the... Better than Chelsea? The Chelsea got no uh, Europe? They're in the top four, Robbie Musto. You can bring as many teams as you want to the table. Bring Sunderland in if you want there. They'll be somewhere in the top four with, with Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be a fascinating season. We haven't even reached double figures in, in the season yet, and we're talking about who's going to win it. Let's move on to a team who did win it last season. Uh, surprised us all in the way they did it. And you talk about strikers who weren't playing. Leicester City started the day with Jamie Vardy on the bench, and I'm thinking, hmm, the tinker man has tinkered, and, you know, it's not often that, he, that he's left out... He, his star striker who's been a big part of what Leicester did but goals from, from Musa goals from Okazaki goals from Fuchs in the end was, was enough to go past a, a Crystal Palace team Rob that's a big call by Ranieri he either feels maybe Vardy ne is a bit tired and, and needs a rest or maybe he needs a little kick up the backside to, to, to get him going again yeah, whatever the reason is, uh, I have no problem with it. I mean, I did read in, in some of the, the prep for this weekend that he had a mm. knock, uh, yeah. Jamie Vardy, but he was on the bench, and, and I totally think sometimes you've got to change it around. I mean, Okazaki, did you see his face when he scored the goal, Rob, yeah. what it meant to him yeah. and how excited he was? Same with Musa. Mm. These players, they want to get out there and play for Leicester City. They want to be yeah. a part of the champions. They want to be in the first team. Yeah. They want to play in the, champ yeah, the Champions League, and I think mm. it's all good. It's all good that these players have they've been brought into the, the club for good fees and absolutely had their opportunity and they've taken it. Yeah, and, and it was interesting that, you, you know, I chucked a tweet out early this morning and talked about, about Leicester City and said, no, no Vardy, no party. Actually, there is a party without him. And, and somebody said to me, mm. you know, at what point do, do Leicester forget about the league and concentrate on the Champions League? Now, nine points from, from a possible nine in the Champions League. Already, I believe, qualified for Europa League now, Rob, which, which is important to them. So is there, is there oh. a point in the league where they, they sort of say, you know what, our, our focus now can solely be on that Champions League? Because we've got European football guarantee for, you know, if they can get into the Europa League and, and do something there as well. Yeah, but that's what they've been focusing on, isn't it? I mean, they haven't. the focus hasn't been the same on the Premier League. It has been all about the Champions League. And do you know what? I haven't really got a big problem with that. I know you mm. have. I know that you think they should bring it for the, the Premier League, the bread and butter. I'm, I'm saying it's well, difficult like to bring today, it the don't way do that they harm, bring it. They? Mm, days like today no. don't do them any, any harm. But, but it's hard, Rob, with Champions League focus. Yeah. I do, but maybe rotation of squad. We've seen Vardy being left out. Quick word for Crystal Palace, Rob. Things not quite going as well for Alan Pardew and, and his team. Now, back-to-back -back defeats for them. I was hearing reports that, you know, Zaha and Townsend, if he can stop their service in, Benteke isn't quite the same player. You know, they've got a tough fixture as well next weekend. Uh, Palace at home to Liverpool. So that's going to be a big one for them. Just gone off the, off the boil a little bit, Crystal Palace. 
Yeah, I think we, we agree that they're a bit streaky. They've got streaky mm. players that can sometimes be fantastic, sometimes a little bit inconsistent. They're sat in 11th place, place right now after this, this Saturday of this weekend of the Premier League. And it really is about how much they want it, how driven they're going to be to achieve more things because they have got good players and the manager is a good manager and it's all settled there. But yeah, this is a disappointing one for Palace. Okay, so important wins for both Liverpool and Leicester today, but what about the two teams from North London, who've both got title ambitions, but they had difficult opponents today. We'll discuss Spurs, we'll discuss Arsenal, and will Spurs ever finish above Arsenal in a league? Well, we'll find out after the break. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. You all still here with us? I'll take a head count. In the meantime, back to NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, I don't often do this, but I'm going to read out a direct message that we got from a guy called Roy Bailey. Uh, basically, says, listen to your show on NBC Sports Radio. I followed Bournemouth all my life. Left for USA in 94. In 2008, we were basically bankrupt and started season on minus 17 points. Very depressing. Now, we recorded our biggest win in the Premier League last week. And today, we most definitely held our own against Spurs. How things have changed and what a story. Now, I brag about where we were mm -hmm. eight years ago. Nil-nil victory, uh, nil-nil mm -hmm. draw, sorry, against Spurs mm -hmm. today at Bournemouth. A pretty impressive performance I thought from the home side yeah and it's great to get that, that direct message Rob sometimes just to remind us because you know without it guess what have happened we start talking about Spurs and what they did and what they didn't do and I think we just got to take a moment to appreciate like you say what for Bournemouth where they've come from where they're at now I mean six goals last weekend against Hull a, a, a credible draw with Spurs I mean, a pretty even game could have could have gone either way but certainly how the Roman I look at this team now under Eddie Howe and the maturing Rob and, and you're getting a, a consistent performance I just hope and I think you sort of touched on it that they don't ever get to the stage where they think oh we've arrived now like we saw West Ham yeah. earlier in the season and Stoke in the season because this team with their work rate and, and with the manager that they've got can do themselves justice this season and, and be comfortably mid-table. I mean, the fact that, particularly in the first half, they were really competitive mm. with Tottenham Hotspur. Really yeah. competitive, Rob, where it's like, wow, this is a very tight, even game. Both teams mm. passing very well. Both teams pressing very well. And just full credit to Eddie Howe. Second half dropped off a little bit, but yeah. I see a team that plays with determination, organization, motivation, and this is all down to Eddie Howe, the manager, that we have, to be fair, we have praised a lot, yeah. but it's good to get that direct message on just to realize how a, this is an incredible achievement that this tiny club is, is managing to, to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Spurs. Yeah, you, you talk about that midfield, Rob. I just want to have a, a quick word about Jack Wilshere. It was his first full 90 minutes in nearly two years of football, can you believe? He's on loan from Arsenal. Everybody's sort of looking and saying, OK, is he going to get back to the, the Jack we saw in the early days? Is he going to put a run of game together? What did you see today, Rob, that, that might give you hope that he can go back to Arsenal and, and, and still have a big influence on that football club? Still got a way to go. He's still got a way to go. He played in the number 10 role, which is a... A nice position for midfield players. You've mm. got two guys behind you to do a lot of the, 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 the horrible work. So he's allowed to play make in there. I thought at times his little bit of running through midfield was pretty good. And mm. maybe I'm being unfair because of his opponent. Victor Wanyama, two yeah. or three times, just shrugged him aside, took the ball off him and brought it the other way. So I'd love to say to you right now, Rob, that, that Jack Wilshire is playing that well that he mm. is... 
kind of needed back at Arsenal, but I'm not seeing it yet. And I understand the match fit fitness issue, and Eddie Howe did say that he's getting better every game. So, But uh, from today, he's still got work to do. Two duels for, for Spurs, one in Europe uh, against Leverkusen. I think they looked at that as possibly drop points. Draw today, 0-0 at Bournemouth. In the end, might be, be a, a kind of point that's important to them. But no doubt they miss Harry Kane, Rob. You know, the goals don't yeah. come from that centre-forward. And, you know, Vincent Janssen's come in. I still worry about whether he's going to be a big enough category as the A-minus, B-plus kind of striker that comes in. The other one, Rob, that I think we've got a, a mention as well, Mrs. Sissoko, he probably best turn his phone off on Monday because I've got a feeling the FA might be giving <laughs> a call and he might be missing a few weeks of football. Yeah, I, I think that was really bad, really silly. Didn't start the game, come on as substitute and tries to make an impact. And it looks like fairly, you know, he, he kind of, he'll feel that he just leant over. But that's a direct blow to the side of the head for Arthur mm. and he's in trouble. I think the team looked powerful. I think they look strong with Dembele in midfield along with Wanyama. But it, it really is pretty obvious what they're lacking. It's a centre forward. And I would argue and ask you, $40 million for Musa Suzoko, would that money but it would have been better spent on a striker? Yeah, you're probably right, but, uh, you know, in Pochettino we trust, and he, he's generally come up, up trumps with, with his signings and the way he's formed his team. Let's see if uh, he's made a mistake or not. Apparently Kane's not far off being fit again. Let's move to the other North London club, Arsenal. A nil-nil duel with your Middlesbrough, and again, I think we have to give Middlesbrough credit in terms of the way they set up, created chances, worked patter check, but focus was on Arsenal. Could have gone, what was it, a couple of points clear at the top of the table with City still to play tomorrow. Didn't quite happen for them, Rob. And now, last, I want you to just remember, it's Arsene Wenger's 67th birthday, so don't be too cruel on Arsene. His team didn't get it done, but Rob, they've won six games. They're not going to win every game. They weren't brilliant today. They got a point. Is this okay? Is it, is it, is it what Manchester United, Chelsea used to do? Maybe Arsenal, going back in the years, used to do in the past? If you don't play well, get a point? Mostly, don't, I agree don't with that. Don't huff and puff no. at me. <laughs> no, but, but no. But no, Rob, because it, it's a similar lack of drive, a lack of drive, a lack of, wow, we're joint top of this league. We're playing great football. Let's mm. go and dominate. Let's go and force Middlesbrough. Let's go and give them the hardest game they've had all season. And yet again, in the first 45 minutes, and I've seen this many times, where they, they waste minutes. They waste minutes because it's very casual. They keep possession. They're very comfortable. But that's time wasted in forcing a winning goal. And then late in the game, of course, they have a lot of play and, and chances. And they often win, but not in this game. I just think... I, I don't know why that drive, that enthusiasm doesn't come from Arsenal when they're doing so well. And there's always a disappointing result um, around the corner. But, but you could say that of many of the teams at the top, Rob. You, you know, Liverpool have had their frustration. But Middlesbrough were there for the taking. Middlesbrough were there for the taking. Spurs have had, had their sick. They were, but, you know, Middlesbrough set up well. What I saw every time I kept looking up, I've seen Petrachet make saves. I'm seeing yeah. Negredo have chances. So that's what this league gives you. There's nothing guaranteed. You look, you look at that fixture, and I don't think in any way you say that's a guaranteed three points. Those are the challenges. And that's why I just think sometimes Arsenal get... It's almost like we judge Arsenal different than everybody else. You know, we, we're saying that Spurs can go to, to Bournemouth and, and that nil-nil's a good nil-nil, but Arsenal's nil-nil's yeah, a bad nil-nil. so nil -nil. different. Yeah, I just think it was, mate. I, I really do. Bournemouth are really, really good. And, of course, Middlesbrough were impressive, the defensive play, and Adama yeah. Traore gets his first start, and that's good for them with his pace on the counter-attack. Just given where two teams are, when you, consider, when you compare Bournemouth and Middlesbrough, I expected a lot more from Arsenal, I have to say. 
Well, there was a bit of talk as well. Santi Cazorla missing. People were saying whether well, maybe he needed to be risked yeah. midweek. He's picked up his injury. I think that inventive play from him is important. But Arsenal next weekend, away at Sunderland. That's almost like a three-point gimme now in, in this league. So, still plenty to look forward to. They're on a successful run, Rob. Things are going OK. You know, yeah. I just think that, yeah, it was an off day. But Arsene Wenger said in his press conference, obviously frustrated, but we've now got the emotion yeah. and, and the, the control to make sure we get a point from those days. And, and I think that's another step forward for Arsenal. They didn't get beat. We've seen days when Arsenal would have got beaten, got beaten today, and, and, and that's when we talk about they don't win titles. It's another point. They're top of the table. Leave my Arsenal and Arsenal alone on his birthday. Yeah, they have Petacek to thank for that point today. We're going to take a break now. We're going to come back and chat Bob Bradley in Swansea City and some of the other important results from today, as well as start looking ahead to the big games tomorrow. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com. Back in a moment. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. On NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com, where every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. As U.S. men's national team former manager Bob Bradley gets his first point and his first clean sheet as a Premier League manager for Swansea City and their nil-nil draw against Watford. You, Robbie Earl, took a close look at mm. this game. How was it? Yeah, they did okay, Rob. I think he'll, he'll be pleased with um, the reaction that he got. He, he made three changes at the back. Kingsley, Mawson, Norton came in. Taylor, Amat, Rangel went out. And he talked about the sloppy goals that they conceded last weekend at, at Arsenal. So mm. that was corrected. Uh, a clean sheet. That's the first clean sheet uh, at home this season, which, which is important, which gives you a base to work from. They were nice and controlled through midfield up into the last third. I have to say, probably so it's in that last third of the pitch that they're a little bit short. Uh, Borja still finding his legs. It was better when Llorente came onto the pitch second half and, and they had two up front. Sigurdsson went out to the left. Um, you know, they had plenty of chances. Sigurdsson hit, hit the post. Keeper came up with a good save. So on, a, on, on another day, he gets all three points. So that was slightly frustrating and disappointing. But I think there was, there was enough going on, Rob, where I think as a coach, you look at it and think, that gives me a, a, a base to work from. My, my worry for, 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 for Bob Bradley and, and this team, Rob, is that they're, they're still sitting 19th in the league. They've got five points, one win all, all season. And he hasn't got a lot of time to kind of find his feet, to, to, to build some rhythm. They've got to start winning games here and now. You know, we're getting to the point of, of 10 games of the season where you start to get a feel of things. And if Swansea find themselves in that bo bottom three, it's going to make bo Bob Bradley's job even harder. They're away at Stoke Monday night um, next, next week, uh, the, the, the Monday night game, which is not an easy place to go now as Stoke are picking up. So... Encouraging signs, but, you know, got to keep it going and got to get that momentum going quickly. It looked like they were a little unlucky, Rob. I looked up mm. at the, the highlights, etc., and saw a little yeah. bit of the game, and it looked like they had plenty of opportunities. They're, you know, seemed to be hitting the goalkeeper with yeah. their shots. I did look at the lineup and thought that leaving Leroy Fur out was a big call. I mean, mm. I, I like when I look at his team on paper. Uh, I think yeah. defensively it was a big call as well, leaving Jordi Amat out. But I kind of like it. Keyson Young's mm. in the team, Gilfie Sigerson, Routledge, yeah. Barrow, nice balance about it. Leroy Fur, I would have thought you'd have had him in the team, would you? Mm. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure if maybe with Leroy Fur. 
clearly thinks at times he wants to fly forward to make things happen, but he's leaving the, like, like gaps. He's leaving them a little bit spare in front of that back four. It worked today. Yeah. He, had, he had the two in there with three above them, Sigerson in the, in the centre, Barrow one side, Routledge the other. Barrow particularly, his pace is going to, you know, he looks a different player under Bob Bradley. He looks like he's got the confidence of, of the manager. So, And sometimes, Rob, I think it's good to go in and make some change, to, to make it your team, to make a, bit, a few big calls. And he got a, a point today. He got the result. They didn't get beat. So that will, that will be, um, impress him and, and give a bit of confidence to the players. And now, as I say, it's about momentum. It's about getting some points. But um, so I, I think there'll be a tinge of disappointment when I has a glass of wine tonight that it wasn't three points instead of the one. But they'll take that and then they'll have to move on. I'm just going to pick out another game from today that I think is a pretty important result. West Ham mm. won Sunderland nil. Sunderland looking dreadful. I mean, looking dreadful. Yeah. David Moyes is a good manager, but this is mm. being, proving to be a very difficult job. And for, for West Ham, one of those teams, Rob, that we talked about surprisingly yeah. near the bottom of the league, but this goal in this game, Winston Reid came up with a very good mm. goal for a central defender to make it 1-0. That's a massive result for them. Which other result yeah. uh, did you, could you pick out today? Yeah, you'd have to say Stoke City, Sexy Stoke, Shakiri getting two, having his own sort of goal of the week competition, and certainly goal of the season contender, I think, his first. Um, yeah, so Stoke getting back to form, as I say, they, they come up against Bob Bradley Swansea next weekend, so that's going to be an interesting game to see. So, yeah, I think the two teams we talked about as, as possible kind of teams who should be in that sort of 10-6 to six position, West Ham and Stoke, both getting it done a little bit. So we're going to move on, Robbie Musto, to games at uh, the weekend the two big Manchester clubs and let's first talk Manchester City they house Southampton tomorrow at the Etihad and after a mauling at the hands of Barca midweek there are certain people who are questioning the style and the philosophy of Pep Guardiola You've spoken very passionately about how you want your teams to play and the way they play when the results are not going well like this do you ever think even at the real back of your mind maybe I should change a little bit uh, You would like that, huh? <laughs> like it's, it's your it, it's the way that you think yeah I, I, you know what happened I think about that yeah but after that the solution is not better than what I believe so I cannot do you know why as well because in seven years I won 21 titles I'm sorry guy I won 21 titles in seven years so it's three titles per year playing that way no no I'm not going to change <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what? I like that. I like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he, he, he feels the need to justify how he's doing it. And I don't mind him saying that. We had a real good chat with our dear friends, Rebecca Lowe and Carl Martino. I did today early on before we went on air. And uh, mm -hmm. Rebecca and, and Carl were a little bit like, nah, I don't know whether he needed to do that. It was a little bit kind of braggish, a little bit big-heading, a little bit like a Jose Mourinho thing to say. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes when you keep getting asked a question, I don't mind him reminding everybody, hang on a yeah. minute, you know, they were great teams, but that's an incredible achievement as a manager in terms of titles. Um, so I thought, yeah, why not? What did you think? Do you, do you like what he yeah, said there? I haven't got a point. Listen, it's a bit Marino-esque, but it's a bit... Cont you know, all managers have their style. We see what, how Klopp wants to play with the press and the forward movement of his front three. We, we see how, how Conte wants to go with a back three, a good defensive setup, allow his play to play. Jose Mourinho, you know, will, will snuff the game out and make sure he's got control. And listen, that's people's style. And, and, and it's, it's crazy to think that this, this guy's won 21 titles and then, then what? after, what, four defeats now, all competitions, he's going to decide, actually, I'll change that. I'll go long route. I'll go yeah. Tony Pulis way. I'll win a title that way. I mean, come on.
I think the, the big thing is, Rob, that, that people are starting to question things with Pep that, that weren't happening in the first 10 games that he wins in all competitions. So, Claudio Bravo now, the spotlight turns on him. He's come in for, for, for decent money. He's... he's Taking out one of the, the, the legends at, at the club, in some respects, Joe Hart, very much a fan's favourite. You know, Sergio Aguero, you start him on the bench on a big game when I think if Aguero's fit, he's in, he's in my starting 11. He's one of the best 11 players at Manchester City. He's one of the best strikers in Europe. So when you're making big decisions now with big players, you know, these but, even but Rob, let me Sorry, mate, let me interrupt you there yeah. on Sergio Aguero. Uh, and I know what you're saying, and I respect what you're saying, mm. but I also respect what he said and what he tried to do. I yeah. get what he tried to do there. He preferred Kevin De Bruyne as a midfield Correct. player that can come deep, and he's better, he's more reliable in terms of possession and, 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 and that football side of it. And, mm. and he wanted to keep possession there. And I think in of the course. first half an hour, uh, they looked like they were going to frustrate Barcelona with possession. So I, I respect the guy for making a brave call. Yes, I expect Aguero to start, and it seems pretty stunning that he that he didn't after what he's done in his career. But I'm I'm going to go with but, Pep. I'm not going to give him a hard time about but is, it because isn't of that what the he was point, trying Rob? to do. Isn't that exactly the point that in the past Pep's been at the football clubs when he's made decisions, and those decisions have worked, and he's won football matches. As he's told us, he's won 21 titles in seven years. He's very happy to tell us that. But he's also got to remember that he's now with a, with a different kind of press who look at it different. Some want to try, get under his skin a little bit, and some are going to say, oh, Sergio Aguero is this outstanding forward that actually you lost the game 4-0. And maybe with a forward in there who could have maybe create, took some of the chances that Sterling or, or De Bruyne's clever play opened up when the game was, was, was up for grabs, it might have been different. Now, that's a point that he's going to have to accept some of that criticism, Rob, and maybe the, the yeah. 21 titles yeah. is, is part of, hold on a minute, be careful who you're criticising. I'm with you. I understood exactly why he did it, and, and for a period in the game until the goalkeeper sends off, it's still in the balance. They still might have got something out of it, but you know, I think something he's going to have to accept, that people are going to ask questions about him and his team as long as they're not winning, and that, that, that has ever becomes the important point. You know, the Vincent Company question was quite leading. I mean, Pep said he's injured. People are suggesting that maybe he doesn't quite fancy company and is, it, is he on his way out? Maybe all the injuries have taken toll and Pep's feeling that he doesn't want to go that route. I mean, those are the kind of things I think he's going to have to deal with o over the next sort of few months. Yeah, I think I think the company thing was a conversation he had with Vincent Company, who he said came to him as manager and said, "Listen, I'm not quite right. Mm. I shouldn't be included for this game." So I get that with him. Claudio Bravo, by the way, just to go back on him, uh, finally on City here and. There's going to be a lot of pressure on this guy now. And yeah. there's consequences to playing mm. that the way that the manager and himself likes to play the game. There's consequences. Now, yes, Pep can probably say, well, I'll show you three or four occasions already this season where his passing has led to goals. This was a bad error. It was a mistake. A red card. It cost them the game. So I'm interested to see how the goalkeeper settles in and probably as importantly, how the fans react to this guy and how they support him in the games ahead. Yeah, it's, it's going to be not. It's never an easy game against the Southampton team. I've, I've been quite impressed with Club Puel, the way he, he set yeah, them up and, and, they, and they've been organised. So, yeah, that's, that's another an easy one. Well, Robbie Muster, there is only one really big game this weekend in terms of teams, in terms of managers, and that's a return of a special one back to the bridge when we'll see what reception he gets from the Chelsea fans and what reaction he gets from his former players. Chelsea v United, that's always special. That's tomorrow. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show. We'll discuss that big game when we get back.
Hey, hey, you got questions? questions? We got answers. Call us and get it off your chest. 855-323-4NBC. Or email the Granger Get It Done inbox. Get it done. At NBCSportsRadio.com. NBC Sports Radio, where every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbers Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. And that's time for the Granger Get It Done inbox. Brought to you by Granger. Visit safety.granger.com for the information to help keep your facilities safe and your people safe. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This week's question comes from James in Los Angeles. In the past few seasons, ahead of difficult matches away from home, we've seen Jose Mourinho crash the party with defensive-minded tactics as Chelsea manager. Do we expect the same approach from Mourinho tomorrow, but with Manchester United, this time at Stamford Bridge? Leopards and spots, Robbie Musco. <laughs> Jose comes, in, and I usually phrase it against Liverpool at Anfield, to stink the place out. He, he's not coming here to entertain. He's not coming here for plaudits, for pats on the backs, for, for handshakes with former friends and things. He's coming here to do a job, to get whatever points, whether it be one or obviously he'd love three to be tight, to be to be defensive to be solid um, maybe to prove a point to one or two people at the football club who he will feel maybe let him go a little bit earlier than, than he should have, but this guy's not about going and, and feeling that he, he's got to entertain the masses Robin, I don't think anything changed it's going to be interesting to see how, how he uh, Tactically, he goes against the 3-4-3 that we'll, we'll see from, from the, the Chelsea team. Yeah, interesting as well, Rob, the reception that he gets. I mean, I think mm. he's going to get a really, really good reception. We don't really know what went on there when he left. I think it's awkward that he goes from a game against Fenerbahce where they're on the front foot, they're playing good attacking mm. football, Paul Bogba gets, gets goals and looks much better, to going back to a defence-first mentality against a Chelsea team that's really found uh, some form with the 3-4-4-3. Three, three, four, four, three. I think it's going to be a fascinating match. Yes, yeah, interesting, Rob, you, you mentioned it, the, his reaction as well, because he, he was also asked by one or two of the j journalists who were sort of, they were trying to pry a little bit and say, you know, after that disastrous almost final campaign he had as Chelsea manager, whether he was ever going to kind of spill the beans on what actually went on. And this was his reaction to that line of questioning. Some managers, when they leave clubs, they like to uh, wash the dirty clothes. You know, means speak about what happened and go back and speak and speak and speak. I'm not that. Yeah, which basically means, Robbie Earl, that he'd love to say what he feels is the true story, what mm. really happened that led to him leaving the football club. And I'm sure we'd love to know. I'm not sure we will ever, we will ever know, no. but it's like anything, isn't it? In fact, there's three sides to every story. There's the Chelsea mm. side, there's Mourinho's side, and the truth, which is probably somewhere in between. I just thought that was interesting because obviously he has his side to tell. Um, mm. We don't know about that, but I, I just think it's going to be a fascinating game. And it's just going to be interesting how he sets his team up, Rob, because yeah. in the last game against Liverpool, Paul Pogba played mm. in the number 10 position. Fellaini came in to play alongside Herrera for a more defensive and physical approach. Does mm. he do the same thing? I don't think he changes too much, Rob, which might mean Pogba comes into Kante kind of territory, which I think is, you know, a, a match-up. Another fantastic match-up was Latan, maybe against David Luiz, you know, both formerly from PSG, so they know each other's game. Just interested as well, Rob, that, that if, if United go the, the, the three up, so you've, you've got width on one side, whether it's Young or it's a Lingard, and maybe a Rashford or Martial, and, and then Zlatan. 
Can, how will Kante counter that against his back three? Because he's not going to go three for three, is he? So is he going to? Is it? Will he pull maybe a, a Kante or a Matic a little bit deeper to sit in front and give protection? Will he make sure those wide players are, are more in contact? So he might almost turn into a five at times. Just intrigued on on how that might play out with the three at the back. I know it's going to play out. I know it's going to play out. Ashley Young and, and Rashford, if they play wide, are mm. not going to stay high. They're not going to stay high. They're going to come back all the way with the Ooh. fullbacks, Moses and, and Alonso, so. and they'll mm. come all the way back and they'll tie it down that way, which might leave spaces um, for players that, that will try and run forward. Pogba being mm. one of those maybe where the, the wing-backs were. So I know what you mean, and I like that tactic of playing your wide players mm. high to push back those wing-backs. I just don't see it happening. It, it just... Just quickly on it, Rob. I mean, there's been a lot of stick from Mourinho with the way he played against Liverpool, but that's what you get. That's yeah. one of the reasons I wasn't mm. sure whether this was the right appointment. He is going to do that. He is a results manager. Mourinho is a results manager. You're never going to be enthralled with the style of play as long as the results come. And it's okay to be defensive for Mourinho, but he's, start, he's got to start getting results and wins to keep the fans on side. Okay, big question then, Robin Musto, as we get to it. Does he get a result at Chelsea tomorrow as Manchester United manager? No. Chelsea win 1 0. Diego Costa <laughs> with a header. I'm with you. Diego Costa hopefully sorted out his feud with, with uh, Diego Conte, with uh, Antonio Conte, because that, that, I've seen how that one plays out as well. And another, another subplot in this game. It's got more characters than Game of Thrones, this one. Can't wait for it tomorrow afternoon. Big game is Chelsea host Manchester United. So that just leaves us time to re reward our sort of tweet or direct message of the day. That goes to Roy Bailey on Bournemouth. He talked about how far Bournemouth have come and how proud he is that his team are able to get a draw with Spurs today. So make sure Roy, that your direct message is your address and we'll get a two Robbie scarf into you in the post to you as soon as we can. And on a weekend when it seemed like no one wanted to go top of the table, even though Liverpool did win, don't forget that if you want to keep your fix of Earl and Musto, you can subscribe to iTunes to download the two Robbies podcast. And as ever, listen to the two Robbies football show each and every Premier League Saturday, 5pm Eastern time on NBC Sports Radio. And just a thank you to all at Culver City for keeping us running smoothly. Yeah, we'll be back same time, same place next Saturday to chat about all the stories in their Premier League. Until then, it's good night for me. Good night from him. Good night. Good night. Napa know how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.